finally sitting down with the love of my life, my incredible husband, Dylan Brown. What's good, everybody? Did you ever think you'd find yourself on a health and fitness business coaching podcast? I can't say that I saw that in the cards, no. Well, welcome. Glad to have you here. Thanks, baby. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We've had a really fun week. Um, Valentine's Day was just yesterday, actually, as we're recording this. And Dylan was so sweet and planned out a great day for us. We both took kind of like a half day off of work and just hung out you made some amazing plans at one of our like favorite spas and we got a little couple's massage and got to bop around in the spa and um, unfortunately our like spa festivities, that's the wrong word, our spa activities activities <laughs> are like separated uh, with the female and male like locker rooms and stuff but then we got to link up afterwards and Get an amazing dinner at Steakhouse. Yes. Bob's, what was it called? Bob's Chop and Steak? Bob's. Yes. Bob's <laughs> Chop House, I think. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It was freaking good. It was very good. Very tasty. I got an espresso martini way too late, <laughs> but I did. I was able to pass out, which is great. And we split some amazing cheesecake. You that had cheesecake a was ginormous carrot. In your yeah, that carrot that carrot was unnecessarily big. Like it, it, it straight up looked like something that Peter Cottontail stole out of the garden. <laughs> it was huge. We were joking. Okay, if you guys remember Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, it was like a what's up doc sized carrot that came Just with the straight steak. out of the garden, not even cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. Anyways, it was a delicious dinner, and very then good. what? It was very good. Yeah. And then we were able to spend the night um, at the resort and we got some Starbucks this morning and came back and just started working. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day indeed. Yeah. We went back to work today and what an incredible life that we have built where we can just be able to do that. Yeah. I think uh, we have come... We've come quite the quite the long way in our journey together. I think we're at a pretty cool spot right now, I would say. We are at a very cool spot. We have no kids, but we do have two beautiful doggies. Two we live babies. in yes, Austin, Texas, where it is a great winter this year. Pretty mild, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're loving it. Just how we like it. Yes. But we'll dive into like our whole history because we didn't just like end up here one day. (laughs) (laughs) But Dylan is an engineer, mechanical engineer, and a music producer, DJ. Yes. Aspiring music producer and DJ. Yes. Kendrix. Yes. Is his DJ name? Yes. Want to tell the people how you landed on Kendrix? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so just kind of a, yeah, a little backstory to that. So I've, uh, growing up my entire life, like I've always, I've always been super interested in music and I've always just been, um, kind of musically inclined. Like I started taking guitar lessons at a young age, um, took them all through like middle school and high school, loved doing it. It was always like constantly looking up songs that I really, really liked listening to and trying to learn how to play them. Um, 
and then a few years ago, um, I discovered Ableton, uh, which is it's a digital digital audio workstation, and essentially you can use it to record anything, um, any instrument that you're playing, um, singing, vocals, um, whatever it is. Um, you can use it to record anything. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. So I kind of just started, uh, really just dove into it, um, and. I'm still continuing that journey to this day, um, but just started learning a bunch about it, um, learning how to produce music and just got really into it and just realized that I loved doing it and loved learning about it. And it kind of just really scratched that creative itch for me. Um, and then from that, learning how to do that, that took me into DJing. Um, and I actually like took a course on how to DJ down at Dub Academy here in Austin a great spot where I kind of like learn the, the fundamentals of, of how to mix and, um, just how to go about, how to go about being a DJ essentially. And it's been really, it's been really fun, really enjoyable. Um, but through that journey, like I obviously needed, I needed a project name. I needed something to represent myself with. So, um, I actually used chat GPT to come up with the name, to come up with the name Kendrick's. So I'm not very good at coming up with names. Um, like I can sit down and I can write melodies and music all day, but like coming up with a name was a challenge for me. I don't know why. That's just, hard because it's saw, so like permanent. <laughs> yeah. I saw it as such like a daunting task. I was like, man, like I got to like settle on one name to like represent myself in like style of music and the vibe I'm trying to put out there to people. Right. So I just started like feeding chat GPT, all these different artists and songs that I really liked and were inspired by. I was like, hey, here's a bunch of, here's a bunch of songs and a bunch of artists who I really like. Give me some names based on this information. So it just started spitting out a bunch of names. And through, through a lot of trial and error and just feeding it different prompts, eventually it ended up spitting out Kendrick's. Mm-hmm. And I saw that name and I, like, I like stopped and paused when I saw it. And I was like, huh. That's a good one because it like <laughs> it immediately <laughs> <laughs> it immediately it immediately like grabbed my attention when I saw it. Um, really, because like two things: one, um, it had the word "kind" in it, right, which I I thought was pretty cool, you know, because I'm trying to spread love and good vibes through, through the through the tunes that I'm mm-hmm. trying to create. And it also reminded me of Hendrix, as in Jimi Hendrix, who was one of, one of my all time favorite artists um, growing up, who I always looked up to. So. Um, really from like those two factors, I was like, yeah, I think this is it. And it was very easy to pronounce too. It rolled off the tongue very well. Um, like two syllables, very easy. Um, so like based on all those factors, that's kind of how I settled on that name. I love it. And I think you did a couple things very right as far as like what can be really correlated to like people starting their health and fitness coaching businesses. Number one, you did a lot of your own research with how to be like a music producer and you started and you were doing it for a while, like on your own and you did a lot of your own. Try to like teach yourself as much as you possibly could. And then you got to the point where it's like, okay, to really take things to the next level here, I probably need to find a professional in the space that can kind of like teach me and like really take me to that next level. Then you reached out and started at like the Dub Academy and then uh, applied for that and was taught there, which was amazing. So having that mentorship was absolutely huge. Absolutely, That was really cool because it took, you know, what you were working on for like a year and put it into 
however many weeks, but your knowledge just exponentially grew through that time, just having a mentor, which was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like I, I was, I self-taught myself for like a year, year and a half. Um, and I was able to learn a lot. Um, just cause I, I already had like a, I already had like a good music background. I had a decent understanding of music theory. Um, and I was good with computers. So like I was just like reading manuals and just learning mm-hmm. how to use Ableton software. Um, so it gave me like a really good base. Um, but yeah, once I like actually like found a mentor and started at Dub Academy and started learning from somebody who's been producing for 10 plus years, man, like things just started coming, coming together so much quicker. Um, and it really kind of like expediting me on my path of, of learning for, for sure. sure. Also, I love how you used AI in your coming up with your name because I feel like people forget they can do that. Sometimes coming up with a name is really hard. It's challenging. I, before ChatGPT was a thing, I came up with, you know, my own business's name, Strength and Harmony, but it took a lot of brainstorming and a lot of like writing down words that inspired me and things like that. And we kind of came into it as a coaching team, but you know, and you're just kind of like doing it on your own. And that's something that is challenging for you to kind of come up with names. Yeah, absolutely. Use AI. If you guys don't know, I think I might've talked about this on Kayla's podcast. I can't remember, but Post Malone, he used some sort, it wasn't AI back in the day, but he used like a rap name generator to come up with his name. So guys, basically what I'm saying is like, it's not that serious. Use use a name generator for inspiration, chat GBT for inspiration. It just makes life so much easier. So lean into it. Uh, I Post Malone, his story is, well, his last name is Post and he put his you know name into this rap name generator and it came out with Post Malone. He was like, oh yeah, love it. Great. Ran with it. So it's really not that serious. Utilize AI to your advantage a hundred percent. Absolutely. Use the tools at your disposal and just get started. Yes. It's so cool. All the things that have come out these days. Back in my day. (laughs) But so that's kind of fast forwarding to what Dylan's up to now. And you can really tell how just like passionate you are about it when you talk about it. You you definitely don't talk about engineering that way, I would say. No, (laughs) I definitely don't. Um, no, but I mean, I do. Uh, I think engineering has played a played a role into mm. my uh, musical background for sure. Um, like growing up, like I've always, I've always just been interested in how things work and building things. Um, I was always always just tinkering and, and just doing different things growing up. Um, so engineering was just like a very natural path for me mm. coming out of school, um, and it's been awesome. Like I've had I've had a really good experience. Um, through engineering. It's taught me a lot. Um, I've learned a lot of cool things. And right now, like working with Tesla has been a really cool experience. Um, just getting to, um, work, work with them and the, and the resources they have. Like there's so many smart people that work there. Um, just getting to work on cool products every single day. Like it's been really cool. Um, and just like engineering, like has really kind of like, uh, developed the analytical side of my brain. I would say like, it's taught me to think very technically and, um, to break a problem down, right? Which I think has applied very well um, in in music production in my music journey, because um, it's it's kind of allowed me to really just kind of um, view things from that from that angle. But while applying the creative side of my brain too, which I don't get to use as often in engineering, mm-hmm. um, so it's like a good balance of things. 
for sure. But yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I would say I'm a lot more passionate about music than I am with uh, being an engineer. Yeah. Totally. But Dylan's very humble. He actually has a really badass job as an engineer for Tesla. You're basically at the cutting edge of technology with actually creating the battery cells that go into the cars, specifically the cyber trucks right now. And you were one of the first engineers at the Gigafactory here that was working on this project. So that is really cool. So yeah. shout out to you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, babe. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's been really cool. It's been really cool. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely been my most fun engineering job I've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely very crazy. Uh, working for Tesla is wild, right? Like um, it's very go, 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 especially with like the Cybertruck. Um, like there's a lot lot riding on it in terms of success for the company so elon's very very hot and heavy on it so mm. it's we gotta we gotta deliver um so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that um, but it's been really cool um it's been a really cool experience just getting to uh just work um with such a new product and such a new process um and like i said i, I work with a, lot, a really talented team of engineers who i've learned a shit ton from so that's just it's been really it's been really good yeah. yeah. And I think something that a lot of our listeners can relate to is you being in a corporate America type job right now, but knowing that your absolute passion where you want to take things is with music and you want to take things to that next level of actually being able to play shows and festivals and really like make that your full-time job. So literally when Dylan comes home, from engineering and work first of all he's a chef in our house too guys like I can't cook okay it's not that I can't I'm just I just don't like to and I'm not the best at it Dylan's so good at it so comes home cooks dinner most of the time but goes straight into music and you're literally doing that for hours and hours and hours and hours I'm already passed out in bed and you're still working on music and so that is honestly the type of level of grind that you have to have in the beginning stages to get your quote unquote side hustle that you want to turn into a career into a career. Like you have to have that level of grind and dedication and people that are like, oh my gosh, like I, I, you know, don't have a life. Like, yeah, 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 you might not. If you really want to take this to the next level and quickly, well, as quickly as possible. Honestly, it's it's not going to happen quickly. But quickly is relative, okay? Whatever that means. But if you want to really take this seriously and move your side hustle into your career, like you have to have that level of crazy attached to it. Like you have to come home, dive in, do the things, grind it out, be working when your significant other goes to sleep. And it's cool because now I'm kind of on the other side of that. Like Dylan really supported me through that time where I was doing that within my business and getting things off the ground. But now it's really cool to see like that passion from him on that side of things where you are now in your grind era and I am supporting you, which is cool. So you've always been so supportive of me and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, like you kind of really showed me the way with that, um, with like really going after something that you're passionate about. Um, so thank you for that. Cause you like really showed me that with like a lot of hard work and perseverance and just that crazy, just like, I'm 
not going to stop until I'm done attitude, right? That you can get any, you can, you can achieve anything. You, re- mm-hmm. you can really make anything happen. If you have the tenacity and the willpower to just work on it obsessively, right? Which yeah. like you really did inspire me with that, just with um, pursuing the dream of launching your business and just really going after that full throttle. So that kind of really showed me that like, yeah, like it can be done. Like you can, you can really go after your dreams and make them happen. So Absolutely. That's what, yeah, we've kind of flipped scripts with that. So now mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm kind of going through that, that, that stage now with just really, really grinding and, and spending any extra minute I have on, on my passion. And, and you're right. Like it's, it's, it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. Like it's, it's, it takes time. And like, if you really want to make something like this work, like you gotta be, you gotta just be obsessed with it and dedicated mm-hmm. and just be willing to spend just hours upon hours on it, yeah. which, um, which I, I'm thankful that I am. Like I, I'm really passionate about it. I, I love doing it. I love learning about it. So like it, it, just, it doesn't feel like work when I'm doing it. Like when I'm when I come when I come home from mm-hmm. a long day of work at Tesla, I can immediately jump into doing this, and it, and it doesn't feel like work, which is which is awesome, right? Like, but like, you really do like if you want something, like you got to be okay with with maybe sacrificing some social time here and there, and and be willing to work right because mm-hmm. it's not gonna be easy in that in that first stage when you're really trying to get something off the ground to to make to make something for yourself like you really gotta you really gotta just take any any free time that you have to dedicate towards it yeah literally any second like you're down here doing music in the morning before you go to work just yeah. to make sure you like what you made the night before and stuff and yeah you have to have two things I feel like to be successful. One is a crazy amount of dedication and willingness to sacrifice. I feel like that was more than one thing, but you know, that general gist. (laughs) And two, I feel like is almost a slightly delusional amount of (laughs) self-confidence to know that I feel so confident that I can do this. And even when you are like, for me, for example, like looking back <laughs> and how, how old was I at the time? Like 24, 23, maybe at the time when I first started my business, I'm like, who gave her the audacity? <laughs> you literally gave her the confidence <laughs> to be able to do it. Like that, it was crazy. But now I'm, I'm so proud of myself and like, so glad that I did have that delusional amount of self-confidence because it landed me to where I am today. So, you know, same for you. It takes this like psychotic amount of willingness to sacrifice, you know, personal life, time, whatever it is, plus that delusional self-confidence, which (laughs) I know that you can have in yourself too. Dylan's so humble. I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I can do this. I'm the best. I was like, yeah, I can do this. You're so sweet. (laughs) No, you're right though. Like that delusional self-confidence, like you do, like you gotta, like, you gotta be willing to bet on yourself no Mm -hmm. matter what. Cause man, I remember like when I first, when I first started making tunes a couple years ago, they were absolute ass. They were so (laughs) bad. I honestly didn't think so. They were so bad, but... (laughs) I was like, you got, you got to be able to tough it out through those times when 
the stuff you're making may not sound very good and, and just know that with with reps with repetition as you keep doing like you're gonna get better you're mm-hmm. gonna get better right and i i could see that now like as i like a couple years later as i've as i've learned more and i've gotten more insight on on how to do this thing like e- i get better with each song that i make it i can hear the progress from now to when i first started so like you like you can get there but like having that delusional self-confidence and just be willing to bet on yourself no matter what in the beginning really throughout the whole journey mm-hmm. but especially in that beginning part when you're just trying to get started and you're kind of like fumbling around in the dark trying to get a foothold and like figure out your path like you, you got to have that it's super important well i think you brought up a really good point in the fact that like you also have to be okay with literally sucking. Oh, yeah. And literally having your first, you know, whatever it is, if we're talking with like your health and fitness coaching business, like you have to be okay with your client delivery systems honestly sucking at first or maybe not writing the most perfect protocols that a coach that has 10 plus years of experience would. Like you have to be okay with making a fuck ton of mistakes and knowing that every song you write, every you know, protocol you write, every client delivery system that you put into place is going to get better with time. So Del, with you, like, how did you, how are you just okay with knowing this is going to be really fucking messy at the beginning, but I know I'm going to get, I'm going to get better and I'm going to move forward. Cause I feel like a lot of students or maybe a lot of our listeners feel like I have to have everything perfect before I start. Or I have to, you know, know all the things before I quote unquote write my first song or before I put this music out or before I have someone listen to it or before, you know, I get my first client or start helping people with their fitness. Like, what would you tell people with that? I think, um, I think you just gotta be okay with being a novice at something Mm -hmm. with, with being a beginner, right? Like, when, when you start a new journey in life, when you start something new, like you're not going to be, you're not going to be amazing at it right outside the box. Like it's going to take, it's going to take time to develop yourself to really like learn the skill set needed to get to where you want to go. So like with me, like in, like even now, like now I I still do this, but like you, you got to be okay with you got to be okay with constantly learning and not being at the end result that you expect yet. Like you can have, you can have, it's good to have that end result defined in your mind and have a pathway figured out with how you want to get there. Cause it's good to have goals, right? You want, you always want want to be working towards goals, but you got to be okay with the journey getting there. You can't be, you can't be just fully expecting yourself to be, 100% to know what you're doing to be a winner, like right away through the entire journey, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to be okay with grinding it out, with being outside your comfort zone, with just trying to figure shit out because I mean, that's what it takes. Like good things in life don't come easy. You got to be willing to work your ass off and be okay with sucking and Mm -hmm. just figure that shit out. Because it gets better. It like gets you better. You do get better with every rep, with every song, with yeah. every everything. It gets better. And like as you get better and like when you see that improvement yourself, like it feels great. Like it feels amazing. Like if you if you like if you just like take stock every once in a while and just go back and like 
just to look at your progress that you've made from when you first started whatever venture or whatever project that or business that you're that you first started to like where you are now like guarantee like you may not be at the end result to where you want to get to yet but i guarantee that you will feel a tremendous sense of pride and accomplishment in yourself just because you've come a long way so far and you've really learned a lot and you really pushed yourself to get outside your comfort zone and learn something new and you made a lot of progress, right? And that mm-hmm. just gives you the fuel and the fire to keep going on that yeah. journey. And it only gets easier and easier, right? As you keep going and you learn more things and you really start to define your process and get good at what you're doing. Like it's only going to mm-hmm. get easier. Yeah, but, those challenges, I feel like that first you know, challenge or that first roadblock might be really hard to get over. Yeah. The more that you hit challenges, the more you are resilient, the more you get back up, the more you keep pushing through, like it does get easier with each time absolutely yeah absolutely but I feel like we've been very I feel like blessed I guess I would say with having each other through this process because we are very like supportive of each other and I think our journey is also very unique because we've grown a lot together it's very interesting because Dylan and I have been together since we were 15 years old. And so we've been together for 14 years now. Yep. Which is crazy. But a lot of, you know, think back, think back at your high school boyfriend. Okay. Think back your high school girlfriend. Honestly, we're like, don't think back me 15 years old. Okay. I'm thinking the same. How immature and just stupid and ridiculous we probably were at the time. And just how much that we have grown together. And I feel like it's really rare for couples, especially starting at that age to really matured and grow in their personal development together. And I feel like it's really been cool to see anytime one of us kind of like levels up in their personal development, the other one kind of like follows. And we both just like really push each other within that and level up. I feel like a lot of couples can grow apart, especially when they're on their personal development journey, but it's been cool to kind of be like, okay, I'm going here, you go there, you're going there, I go there, you know? So it's been cool to grow together a lot throughout that and see many, many different phases of life that we've been in. Let's see, we met, how old do you think we were when we actually met? Um... We were, I think we were in like seventh grade when seventh we met. Grade. So like yeah. 13, 14, something yeah. like that. Something like that. I had the biggest crush on Dylan, guys. He was really playing hard to get as this 12-year-old, <laughs> 13-year-old, you know? He had the this like, you know, Justin Bieber flowing hair. Oh, and like he was like the skater and had these like, uh, what were those like skater shoes with like the thick tongue? I don't remember. I always remember these like pizza tennis shoes you had. And I was like, oh, he's so yeah, cute. Those are Nike SBs. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Dylan. We met in a church youth group. And our youth group was like such a big deal back then. There's so many couples that came out of that. It's hilarious. But we met in, yeah, our church youth group. And I had the biggest crush on him for a couple of years. And then he finally asked me to be uh, his girlfriend freshman year of high school. Yes, finally worked up the courage. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I I literally am sitting here thinking right now, I don't even remember how 
you asked me to be your girlfriend back in the day. Do you? Oh, man. <laughs> I did not remember. Well. We both forget. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, fail on us. But then this hooligan has the audacity to break up with me like three months later. <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was a very young, dumb, immature well, freshman in high yeah, school. Yeah, I always give him crap because he... So this is, you know, when home phones were still a thing, okay? And if for some reason his cell phone, like, wasn't working or whatever, I think we had literally, like, just gotten texting or something. And you told me to call your house phone. So I call your house phone, and your mom answers. And I'm like, hello, is Dylan there? And she's like, yeah, and gives the phone to you. And you're like, hey, Alex, um, I just don't think this is, like, working out. I think we just need to be friends. <laughs> and my, like, 14-year-old heart at the time just absolutely shattered in a million pieces. Oh, man. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Will you be at church on Wednesday? <laughs> you're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Immediately hangs up, starts crying. Anyways, uh, a year later. I still feel bad about that to this oh day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I like to give him crap about it. But then a year later, we got back together and we've been together ever since. So yes. when we were 15, we got back together. <laughs> Sophomore year of high school. And then we've been through just a lot of life together. So we actually didn't go to the same high school, but uh, we went to college together. We went to the University of Toledo. TOL. EDO, baby. I studied nursing and Dylan studied, obviously, mechanical engineering and... Uh, I was a swimmer at UT. Dylan came to every single one of my swim meets. Very sweet. Yes. We went through a lot of like growing up in that phase for sure. Yeah, we have. We really have been through a lot together, which is something you, you don't really come across these days. We've, uh, we've gone through a lot of phases in life together, which has been really cool. We've mm -hmm. just grown a lot together and have really just learned a lot from each other along the way, which has been yeah. really awesome. The next phase, let's see, out of college. So then we got our first apartment together in Columbus, Ohio, New yeah. Albany area. And that is when kind of our professional careers started. So you started working as an engineer at Anheuser-Busch. I was a nurse at Ohio State University Medical Center, Nine West Roads, <laughs> med surge nurse. And... I, you know, we were doing the grind. We were doing that corporate grind, that nine to five life for, you know, several years until I actually wanted to apply for nurse practitioner school, applied for NP school, put in my application. I was a, I was a great student. Like I was a very good student. I, mm -hmm. you know, was working as our charge nurse at the time in my unit. So I'm like, okay, this is, this should be a shoe in. Like I should definitely get in. To my surprise and disappointment, I did not get in. I got denied. I got denied for nurse practitioner school. I wanted to be an acute care NP in the ICU. And so between the time where I could apply the following year, I was like, well, fuck it. I don't have anything better to do with my life. I might as well take my passion for fitness and become a personal trainer and just you know work at the gym on my days off from the hospital. And little did I know that is where this whole freaking journey would start. So Dylan saw that whole journey, me crying, not getting into NP school, and then me you know, joining the gym as a trainer. What did you, 
in in your mind, I actually never like picked your brain about this, but in your mind at the time, were you like, oh yeah, she's just kind of like, you know, doing something to pass the time or what was in your brain at the time of me doing that? Yeah. So at the time, so like when you were working at OSU, um, you would work like what you work like three days a week. You'd yeah. Like three three twelve a week, right? So yeah. four days out of the week. Um, I mean, you didn't, have to to work. You, you didn't have to do anything. So I kind of like at the time when you were, um, starting starting to do personal training in person at LA Fitness I I just saw it as like oh like she's like picking up a side hustle like yeah, she's that's what it was she, yeah like she wants to find she wants to find a way to fill the 4 days in the yeah. week where she doesn't have something to do which I mean I totally I totally understood like I was like man like I would do the same thing like right. I would I would try to find some way where I could use my time like that to either like w- like make more money mm-hmm. like learn something new like etc right so I kind of like that's kind of how I saw it um, in the beginning when you were first starting. I was like, oh, like this is going to be like a really cool like side hustle yeah. um, opportunity for her. And like, may, I don't know, like maybe like maybe it's something that she'll really enjoy and like we'll kind of like see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. But like at the time, at the time, like I, I had thought that like you were like going to be in the medical field for like yeah. your whole career as did I <laughs> like your whole career like it's always something that like you had spoke passionately about like growing up and going through school um, you loved learning about that kind of stuff like you loved doing all your nurse labs and whatnot throughout mm-hmm. college and even though like you had like you would tell me some horrendous stories about <laughs> your days as a nurse yeah. at OSU like you still it, it still seemed like you very much like enjoyed the experience and just like learning as a nurse and like mm-hmm. pursuing that opportunity to go to MP school. Yeah. But then at the time, like when you didn't get into MP school, like, yeah, we were both like, we were both bummed out because like you had, you had worked so hard and like that was, that was like the obvious like next like next check mark, step. right? To like check You're off right. on your, on your list of mm-hmm. your journey and your career, right? But like it's crazy, like now, like looking back on that, like that was a blessing in disguise. Hundred percent for sure. That was a blessing in disguise. It's so crazy because at, in the moment you're like devastated and you're like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Like I, that that's my next step. Like what the heck? And now looking back, like whoa, <laughs> what if I would have gotten in? Like that's crazy. I was actually talking to my friend uh, Jen, actually Jen Richards, who was on this podcast a couple episodes ago, but she is a PA and I was talking to her about like, what if I would have gotten an NP school? I probably would have been going through school. I probably would have been like working as an MP. Who knows if I would have ended up in the position I am today. And maybe I would have been like literally hating my life because I would have been working through, you know, COVID times and things like that. Like that's crazy. So it's just really, it's just a good reminder. I think that, you know, if something bad in your life happens that you see as like bad or like a door closing or something that is whoa I did not expect that to be my path it could definitely be a really good thing Uh, if you are someone that is religious or spiritual at all the universe is showing you all the signs you know it's crazy yeah I think that's something that like my perspective has really shifted on um, over the years um, especially like as I've met, as I've met more people like you who are um, successful entrepreneurs who have like who have just taken that leap of faith and gone after their dreams. 
now like like back then like if something like that would have happened to me if i would like if i would have gotten like denied entry to some to like uh, go to like math like go get my master's degree for engineering or like some like next step like that mm-hmm. like it would be devastating to yeah. me right like i would be like oh like what am i gonna do like this is what yeah, i'm supposed to do over. next my life is over <laughs> this was supposed to be where like the next step i was gonna take but like now like now like i just i i see that as like like you were saying like it's an opportunity like mm-hmm. you really don't know like where 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 your life's going to go right. like whether you whether you believe it's all preplanned or not like you definitely have to you definitely have to put in the hard work and discipline to like make things happen in your life um but like there's like opportunities are going to present themselves to mm-hmm. you through throughout your life um it's going to be it'll be the universe kind of giving you a little tap on the shoulder yeah. like if something if something doesn't like go the way that you think it should go, it's going to be, it's going to be nudging you a little bit like, Hey, like this didn't happen, but look, yeah. I got this door open for you over here. And this is, if you go through it, you might just discover something really mm. cool that you weren't expecting that you're really passionate about. Right. right. So that my perspective on that whole like thing of like denial or failure, mm. whatever you're trying to do, right. Like it's shifted over the years and, and I think that's kind of just like mentally, like it's, I think it's kind of like really helped us both. Yeah. Um, it's kind of helped us just to really like to kind of go with the flow more and to take the blows of, that life can de- can dealt us sometimes and just really like learn from them in, in a unique way to where we like use that to mm-hmm. our advantage to really like to go after those, those next opportunities. Yeah, and I think also just trusting your intuition or gut instincts if something feels like right or wrong, I think um, has come a lot with that as well. So yeah, at the time, then started working as an in-person trainer and literally just fell in love with it. Um, Was doing so much just studying and research within that, you know, had my own coach, was asking him a ton of questions. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I can be serving my clients so much better if I am able to give them accountability on my own away from the gym, away from just being locked in a gym position, running people through workouts all day. I would much rather be able to have some more time back to be able to then give more to my clients in the way of being able to provide them with more accountability or help with their nutrition and things like that, like outside of the gym. Like they can go to the gym and I can write their workouts and things like that, but then I'll be able to provide them so much more. I had no idea what that could look like. I honestly like didn't even know this was like a whole like career that I would wind up in, but I put my you know notice in at the gym and I was like, I'm going to start my own business. <laughs> Again, that delusional confidence, like bitch, what? You're just <laughs> like, I, I, are you crazy? What does that even mean? I'm like, I don't know. I literally don't know, but I know I can do better at serving my clients than what I'm allowed to right now. So started that and found myself being like, I, you know, what we were talking about with Dylan, with the Dub Academy, with his uh, music production stuff, I knew that I really appreciate mentors and coaches in my life. Like I was an athlete my whole life and I really appreciate having a mentor there. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if there is anybody I can 
find to mentor me in this because I was already asking like my own health and fitness coach a ton of questions and I ran into actually my own coach gave me the contact for a guy that owned a gym in Columbus and I was like huh maybe I can train my clients out of his gym let me meet him I met him named Eddie Zhang <laughs> I will definitely have him on this podcast at some point he's one of my best friends now but he was talking about when I met him to see if I wanted to train out of his gym, he was talking to me about how he has this mentorship of how he coaches different online health and fitness business owners into how to start their business. And I'm like, whoa, that's literally exactly what I need. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and that is exactly what I'm looking for. And so he, you know, we sat down in his gym, literally on the turf. I remember if it, it was like, I remember it like it was yesterday and we were talking about his mentorship and I remember him specifically telling me, <laughs> which really, it cracks me up now and I bring this up all the time to him and we laugh about it, but he was like, yeah, let's chat and I'll see if you'd be, you know, a good fit for my program. And I'm like, see if I'd be a good fit. I would be the perfect fit for you. <laughs> and he just, he literally didn't even realize what he was saying at the time. But I was like, see if I'd be a good fit. Yeah, fucking right. I would be a great fit for you. You don't even know. And anyways, I realized that this was going to cost, you know, a total of like $12,000, I think it was. Um, and working as a nurse and not even getting paid $2,000 per paycheck. I think I was making like $25 an hour at the time. I'm like, whoa, whoa. First of all, that's a lot of money at any point. Okay. I'm saying that would be, that's a lot of money and nothing to scoff at. And I'm like, okay, wow. Okay. I gave the old classic, you know, I need to talk to my husband. Right. So came home and I'm like, okay, Dell, like this is like a year long mentorship. It's going to be like a thousand dollars a month. And this was like, this was probably like five years ago now? No, so this is in 2017? I don't even... I think this was 2019. 2019? I think it was 2019, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not 2017. I was getting my years confused because I was thinking of the year we got married. I'm like, I don't know why I literally just blanked on the year we got married. My bad. I was thinking 2017. Nope, that's not correct. 2019? <laughs> okay, anyways, this is in 2019. And I was I came home and I'm like, okay, I met this guy. Um, he can mentor me on how to do this. It's going to cost me like $1,000 a month, that kind of thing. And I was expecting you to honestly like shut it down immediately. I was expecting you to be like, that's insane. You're crazy. This is literally a side hustle. Get a life. <laughs> um, but... I remember your words so clearly. I was so, first of all, speaking to you so passionately about it. And I'm like, this is really what I need. This is like, I'm, I'm so passionate about this. This is my, this is what I want to do. I really think I can help a lot of people and start this business. And you're like, well, you got to spend money to make money, right? And I'm like, wow. I was like, wow, you're so right. Because I was almost doubting myself. I'm like, do I need this? Like, can I, can I look things up? Can I use like social media, YouTube, Facebook, you know, whatever, to figure out how to do this on my own. Can I just pick people's brains for free? But I'm like, okay, I feel like I do need a mentorship to be able to really get this going. And you were honestly so supportive. I don't even know how you had that confidence in me at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I definitely was a little skeptical. 
<laughs> I, was def- I was definitely thinking in my head like oh man like this is definitely a big investment like for sure like i definitely had some skepticism but um just listening to you talk about it and how passionate you were about it and i could tell like this was something that you really wanted to do and that this would would make a big difference and in your goals and trying to start launch your own business I just knew that there was nothing I could say I was I could say that could like sway you from it so I was like well <laughs> I'm gonna support her we're gonna go through this let's figure this out <laughs> I mean I I don't think I would have gone through with it if you were like absolutely not this is insane <laughs> well probably not but I just knew like just when you were telling me about it like I could just hear how much you wanted to do it and how passionate you were about it so yeah. I was like well, I know it's a lot of money, but we'll figure it out regardless. Yeah, I think I had come to the table with also like a plan of like, okay, I'm going to you know pick up these ships at the hospital. I'm going to do this and this and this. And yeah, so we, I mean, we had a plan in place. It was not going to be easy financially. You definitely had to take on, you know, some of that load and like help with getting this dream off the ground that I had for sure. And I really appreciate that sacrifice that you made for me. So what would you tell people on how to, if, if they're wanting to do this and they're really passionate about it, they're wanting to start their own like health and fitness coaching business, but they are, you know, maybe nervous about having the conversation with their spouse, obviously you being on the other side of it, how would you recommend like people approaching it with their significant other or family member, whoever their support system is to, hopefully like get the backing and the confidence because it's not only, you know, their financial backing that sometimes people are looking for and you're looking for, but also just like the emotional support because it's tough starting business. So anyways, how would you go about recommending people have that conversation now being on the other side? I would say, um, I would say just be like totally transparent and upfront and honest with them. So um, like when you go to have that conversation with them, um, like you need to let that, you need to let that passion shine through, right? That like, you need, like, if you want, if you're, if you want to take this journey and if, if starting your own business, your own business is something that you want to do, like, obviously that's something you're really passionate about. You need to wear that passion on your sleeve and, and show them, right? Cause if your significant other, if they see that and they, they feel that passion coming from you, like they're gonna, they're gonna know just aside from the words alone, like they're going to know that this is something that is really important to you and that this is some, this is a journey that you want to take. Right. So, and then like, they're obviously like, they're going to, they're going to ask some questions. They're going to want to know, they're going to want to hear some reassurance from you that you're going to put in the effort. Um, you're going to grind, you're going to hustle, you're going to, you're going to put in your free time, whatever it takes to get, to get this off the ground. Like they're going to, yeah. they're going to want to hear that reassurance from you. But like if like if they truly love you, if they're if they're your your ride or die, like they're gonna support you no matter what. Like mm-hmm. as, if you're if, as long as you are upfront and honest, you wear your heart in your sleeve, and you show them that you're gonna work your fucking ass off, yeah, to achieve that dream. Like it like once I saw that from you, like it was an easy decision. Like yeah, I'm gonna support her no matter what. Yeah, I think like showing that you are going to put in that work. Like you're not just going to talk the talk. I think that's the, I think that's the important part. Yeah, like you got to like once you have that conversation with them, like you really got to show that you're going to like put in the work then mm-hmm. afterwards. 
And also I feel like just having an open and honest conversation about what your time is going to look like because it's going to take time away from, you know, your relationship or maybe if you have kids, like it could be taking time away from doing the, you know, kid duties and like taking them around to sports practices or, you know, whatever that might look like for you. So having a conversation with your significant other about like, okay, this is where my like time commitments are going to lie right now. I know Chad talks a lot about, you know, the buckets and you have like your wellness bucket, your career bucket, you have your, um, relationships bucket and not all of those buckets can be filled to the top all the time. You know, you have a certain amount of water where you can fill your buckets with, And sometimes one bucket is going to be filled higher than the other. And you kind of have to be okay with that, but be on the same page with your significant other, your partner, so they know like how to support you during that time kind of thing. I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. Communication's key, right? So um, just just maintain that open and honest conversation throughout the entire journey and and just voice voice when you need support, Mm -hmm. celebrate the wins. do all that but yeah I think at the root like communication is key throughout that journey yeah so that is why I am so excited to be able to support you in your journey now because you took a lot of risks uh with me and took a lot of you know had just had a lot of faith in me honestly so I am so excited to be to be able to return the favor and be able to support you in something you're so passionate about even though I would love for you to watch the same show and TV with me at night. (laughs) But I know that you are working on your music and honestly, nothing makes me happier than seeing you do something that you are so passionate about and you love. I would would never like complain or take that away from you. That's just amazing to see all the work that you're putting in and continue to put in. And I cannot wait to be a a groupie on the road when you're touring. <laughs> and I'm trying to make you my tour manager. Oh, I will gladly take that on. I, I tour manager, uh, number one groupie. I'll be front and center, right in the rail. Cause, okay, Dylan does EDM, like bass EDM music, guys, if you didn't know. Yes, that weird, weird bass shit. That weird wonky stuff. Weird wubs. Yeah, wubs, peace, love, and wubs. Yeah. Some might say. (laughs) But if you listen to my podcast song, Dylan created that for me. Very nice. But I'm excited to see you fucking headline a festival, babe. I am so stoked for you. It's going to happen someday. Just got to keep working towards it. Just keep grinding. Keep grinding, baby. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) I love it. So... Obviously, we moved to, let me just fast forward in our journey. I'll, I'll have Dylan back on. We'll talk about more pieces of this, whatever you guys want to know. But fast forward in our journey, we moved to Austin, Texas, okay? We're surrounded by entrepreneurs all the time. Basically, all of our friends are entrepreneurs. It's uh, Dylan's almost like the odd man out with having like a nine to five type of job. So I'm sure that you took a, a lot of just like inspiration from the people that were around all the time. What is that like for you on that end of things? Or like, I know that you've talked about before just to me, just like getting you know inspiration from pe- the people around you. Oh, absolutely. All my homies inspire the hell out of me. Everybody is, uh, they're all chasing their dreams. They're all trying to do something for themselves. They're all betting on themselves, which I, I really respect. And um, just being around that 
all the time, like it has just further, like it has further just like stoked that fire inside of me to try to, uh, really like break out on my own and to like find, uh, to blaze my own path, um, to create my own personal freedom. Like that is something I really, um, I really like respect that you guys have. And I'm like, I'm envious of it. I see, I see that personal freedom that all you guys have just, um, in, in your lives, right? Like, like, yeah, like you got, you got companies you got to run, you got like payroll, you got to meet, you have all these responsibilities, but like you guys are all your own boss. Right. And there's a, there's a level of freedom that comes with that. And just seeing you guys relish in that freedom and just like, just just be badass bosses day in and day out has like really, really inspired me to just like really like continue to like push myself further and to not be complacent on a day to day, which is like living the nine to five grind, you know, but like continue to try to think outside the box with, with new and innovative ways to, to push myself mm. and, um, just maximize life essentially. Um, that you guys have like really, really, really lit a fire in me in terms of that, just being around that all the time. Absolutely. Well, I feel like there are also so many ways that even if you're someone out there listening that doesn't want to get out of a nine to five and you like your job, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to like live that life of your dreams and really be a badass at your position and just really go above and beyond and do that. But it is cool to have, you know, that as an entrepreneur, that like freedom or like your own, a boss type of situation. But yeah, it's been really cool to see like you p- take those like characteristics and really like embody them fully. And it's been really cool to watch, you know, your own personal development journey with that. And I cannot wait to see where we where we both end up and how this plays out with your career. I Yeah, me too. Sipped. Yeah, that's been like that's been the coolest thing I think about moving down here. When we moved down here a couple of years ago, is like we're just we're always just around a bunch of savages, just yeah. people who are just like going for it, just all the time with whatever whatever project they're working on. Like they're we're just always around, just so like such passionate people, and that's been like so cool, so cool from such from a growth standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like it just being around that passion and creativity, like it really like it really does help bring it out of yeah. you. Um, and, and you can like, like you just, you can really just channel that and just use that as a driving force in, in pursuing your, Mm -hmm. your, your dreams uh, on a daily basis, which, which has been really awesome. Just Mm -hmm. being around that with all our homies. Yeah. It really makes you like think of, you know, you are who you surround yourself with, you know? Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. It's cool to see, you know, the growth that we've both had with, from living in Columbus and doing our thing there to now living in Austin and like just the, just kind of the difference of the people that we are around is just it. We love like our Columbus people and like who, you know, old, you know, friends from high school and things like that. But it is just a very different energy, I would say. So it's cool to see you and just like audit yourself. Like if you are surrounding yourself with people that, don't really have ambition or anything. Maybe maybe take a look at that and surround yourself with people that you know, can really push you. I'm not saying we're ever in a place where we are surrounded by people with no ambition at all. I don't think we're ever in that place. But if you are, 
like find people that you look up to on Instagram or find people that are in the space that you want to be in and literally shoot a DM. Like, I don't know how many times you guys are going to hear me say this on, on, I was going to say on Instagram, on this podcast, but literally the amount of friends that I've made from social media is, is insane. So send that DM, send a DM to me. I don't care. I'll, I'll respond. I respond to all my DMs. So reach out to those people that you might look up to, or you want to meet, especially if they're in your area. So you can actually, you know, reach out and have those conversations. But I don't know how long we've been talking. Honestly, I forgot to look at the clock. However, I feel like it's been a while. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up, but Dill, if you, obviously I talked about where we met, we met church youth group when we were like 12 years old, but now thinking of us nowadays, my question for you is where do you think if we had never met, where do you think we would meet knowing us now? Oh man, that's a really good question. (laughs) I have a thought, but I would definitely want to hear from you. Where would we meet? If we met. If we met today and we didn't know each other. toughie that is a tough one (laughs) um it's so hard to say because if we didn't meet like our lives would be just completely different like okay well (laughs) there you're thinking too much into it (laughs) think about if we are both okay we're both here or in the same location so we're both like in austin sure yeah we're both in austin but we don't know each other like where would we organically run into each other like or yeah where would we meet I guess it could be like on an app or whatever, but where would we, where do you think our lives would cross paths? Mm. I would say, I would say most likely at like a, maybe like a house party of sorts. So like, interesting. So like if, uh, like if our friends that we had, were brought like just so happened to like go to the same social gathering event somewhere mm-hmm. whether it's a house party or whatever maybe we'd bump into each other there or maybe <laughs> be at a rave potentially <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe it'd be that okay maybe maybe i maybe i uh, would meet my rave bae yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny that you said a house party because we don't really go to house parties no we don't i was gonna say like <laughs> the first thought that came to my mind was meet out like on 6th street but we don't go out to 6th street Street. either really so like where the heck will we meet where are we meeting (laughs) i'm like we don't even do that (laughs) i i was gonna i was gonna say an edm show for sure yeah yeah there's a good chance it would be at a rave yeah for sure we'd catch eyes from across the room under the disco ball i'd be like damn i gotta go dance with this girl Work my way over there. I gotta get a shoulder ride from this guy because he's six foot four and he's a foot taller than me. I can't see the fucking stage. Uh, Amazing. Okay. Well, that was fun. Bay's first podcast. First one in the books. Yay. Well, I definitely want to do more together since we do live under the same roof and it's pretty easy to do actually honestly this was the hardest one to get done because we just kept putting it off and putting it off for literally no reason (laughs) but 
said stuff. I think because on. we live under the same roof, <laughs> we're like, we can do it whenever. Yeah. You know, when it's so loosey-goosey, then you're just like, whoops, time to get away from you. Anyways, I'm going to wrap this up there. Have a fantastic day if you're listening to this while you're driving or in the gym, getting your cardio in, whatever. But peace out, y'all. Bye.